When you're talking about the overall weather patterns from a certain region of the world, you're talking about the area's climate. Weather is the minute-by-minute -minute changes in the atmosphere. Climate is what the weather is like over a long period of time in a specific area. Now, the weather is constantly changing, all the time, every day. Think of the weather as being like that. Let's talk instructional climate. Hey, this is Matt, and you're listening to the MathFoss Mashup. Hello again, and welcome to the MathFoss Mashup. I'm Matt Foster, your host, and I'm thankful and deeply humbled that you've chosen to spend this time with me here today. We are talking how to shift the instructional climate in your school. Let's jump right into it. So why instructional climate? First, a quick analogy. I'm into gardening. My daughter and me do it as a hobby. One thing I've learned, and usually the hard way, is that soil matters. I recently planted a lettuce mix that didn't sprout. My table wasn't filled with the luscious salads. After a quick conversation with Google, I learned that it was the soil. The soil wasn't right for the seeds to sprout. Flip side, in a school, I've never met a teacher who didn't want to grow. Even though I perceived some who didn't, or I may have been perceived as one who didn't, I've never met a teacher who really didn't want to have success for her students. Even the saltiest of veterans wants his students to thrive. When you perceive a teacher is struggling or even resisting, the first question to ask is not about curriculum, instruction, data, lesson plans. The first question to ask is about climate. Is the instructional climate right? We don't talk anymore, we don't talk anymore, we don't talk anymore like we used to do, we don't laugh anymore, what was all of it for? So how do you impact, shift, instructional climate? There are three factors to consider. And underlining all of these factors is communication. So there are certain tells. If you focus on these three areas and communication is not improving, we know there is something wrong in the climate. What are the areas? Number one. Improving the effectiveness of school leadership. Number two, making student learning visible. And number three, collective teacher efficacy. What are some strategies to improve each of these three areas? We'll answer that question right after this word from our sponsor. Stay with me. So three areas, empowering leadership, making student learning visible, and collective teacher efficacy. I don't know which of these really is the most complex or difficult. It probably depends on the current state of your climate. So let's just start from the top. Empowering leadership. Here are a few strategies that can really help. Number one, demonstrate trust. 
We know that a healthy school is built on vulnerability-based trust. Demonstrating trust is the best way to earn trust. Number two, communicating a clear vision, clarity of purpose, and clarity in your vision is essential. Number three, engaging in small talk. Number four, encourage self-improvement. Ask questions. Lead with questions. Number five, leave your office door open. Better yet, leave your office often, like each hour. Number six, support vacation time. No, no, not summers off. That's that's a given 10-month contracts in most places. But supporting time off, mental health, balance, are essential. And finally, delegate more than just work, menial jobs, or tasks. Delegate in ways that empower and share leadership across the campus. Let's move into making student learning visible. We're not going to get overly complex into data and monitoring student progress. Here's a handful of ideas. Let's display large growth charts in every hallway, in front of every classroom, showing growth data. This could be reading fluency data. This could be math computation data. This could be vocabulary knowledge, books read, anything that shows growth. Celebrate it with charts. Different from charts is the next strategy. Make time and space for student work exhibitions. Third, film the learning in the classrooms and make space to share that online in common places in closed network televisions throughout the halls of the building. Number four, audio record the learning. Create a campus podcast and share that with your staff and community to celebrate student learning. And finally, photograph the learning and share that everywhere. Make student learning visible. And finally, number three, what do we do to improve collective teacher efficacy? The first place to start is to make the instructional climate open to collective efficacy. And this begins with conditioning. We won't go into depth here, but suffice it to say that making classroom visits the norm is the first step to improving teacher efficacy collectively. Now, that could mean formative classroom visits, that could mean learning walks, or instructional rounds if you want to really level it up. Either way, classroom visits should be the norm. Expect it almost daily, if not multiple times a day. Do these things and watch collective teacher efficacy improve drastically. Address all three factors of instructional climate and watch the instructional climate of your campus shift in powerful and positive ways that makes an impact on learning, on school culture, and on your people.
Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Mafost Mashup. I don't want to leave you just yet. If you haven't subscribed to the monthly blog, it's at mafost.blog. M-A-F-O-S-T dot B-L-O-G. Comes out once a month, 12 times a year. Long form, research-based, innovative ideas focusing on instructional climate and school leadership. If you enjoyed this episode, I only ask one thing. Please pass it along. Now let's go out there and make an impact.